following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Denise Dirks here with Todd Coonan and Cal behind the glass. We are set forth here to do a really fun show. Uh, welcome to our entertaining, informative, interesting show that's better than the alien shows out there. At least wait, wait, that's wait. my opinion. Better, better, <laughs> better than the oh. Oh, no. She's setting a tall standard. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Not only that, I took a side road from what Fred usually says, because yes. I just can't emulate him. I cannot. We miss you, Fred. Once you're back, we'll see you next week. And until then, we're going to talk about the law, right? Well, so- well, you know, look, if, if we want to go ahead and follow what the title of the show is. All right. All right. Twist my arm. But... But 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 we got fun and games too. We don't do, we? we do, and we also have the boring disclaimers. You want to do a little disclaimer here, Todd? Okay, disclaimers. Uh, <clears throat> please, if you have an issue that you are listening to this show about, do not take anything that we say as concrete legal advice that is sufficient for your case. Seek an attorney of your own choosing who can give you the individualized and specially tailored advice that you deserve for a fee that you probably don't deserve to pay, but we'll have to pay anyway. <laughs> but yes, yes, do not quote radio law talk in court. Don't go in and say, well, Todd Cunin said on radio oh, law talk, dope. you can <laughs> quote radio law talk around the dinner table and at family gatherings to refute any evidence or scientific evidence or expert witnesses from the infamous they, as in they said, or a study was done. I heard. I heard. You can refute that by saying, well, on radio law talk, they said. Yes. That, you go ahead and quote us till you're blue in the face there, but uh, just not in court. Get a lawyer. Yeah, only to close family members that you wish to yes. either Shame. entertain or fool. Shame <laughs> with their lack of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're having a lot of fun today because... Case or No Case has an interesting twist today. And what is that, Cal? Well, the interesting twist is this one is double points. And, Todd, if you like, you may put points at risk. You may do Ooh. the, uh, you may, and it's double points. It's double, so if you, you've got, uh, let me just look at these scores why do you, why do you here. Do, why do you do this to me? Well, because <laughs> I like you. I want to help you. You have 16 points, and Denise has 27 points. That's why I'm trying to, you know, throw you a bone here. Uh, Fred, of course, has 18, and that's where he'll stay. So, do you wish to put any points at risk, Mr. Cunin? You can do up to five, by the way. I can do up to five up to points. five points. Is that five points? So, is that five points and then it's doubled, so like up to ten? That's correct. So, so theoretically, if I get this right, I could go from 16 to 26. Theoretically. Theoretically. Or you could go from, uh, you could go from 16 to let me, 11. Let me ask yeah. a question. What is the point total that we are capping this at, as in if you get this many points, you I think win? I think we did 100, but we can go to 50 this time. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm we're, we're, we're actually working. 
working toward winning a wonderful spaghetti dinner yes. okay. from your beautiful bride, yes. Donna. Her and spaghetti is the best. Yes. It is and, the okay, best so it's a spaghetti And I dinner. share, by the way. So uh, you guys all have an interest in me winning. So it's a spaghetti <laughs> dinner, and we're going to go to 50 points. Is that what we're doing? I think 50. So Denise good, is yeah. already halfway there. halfway there. So I have yeah. to risk something is what you're saying to me. Well, you don't have to. Well, I'm going to. Just to make it really fun here, I'm going to risk. If you can get to 26, then I'm going to risk two. But wait a second. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta choose before we hear the question. Yeah, that's don't correct. We? That's right. It's that's why I've just said too. Just, just I'm like playing, double jeopardy. Yeah, yep, yep, Just like double and jeopardy. And I watch you know Jeopardy to, to verify that you are exactly right. They yep. have to do yep. the risk before they hear the question. Exactly okay. So you right. know only what? Fair. I I adhere to the go big or go home. I'm gonna put up five points oh, and try oh, to turn that oh, into oh, ten. Oh, oh, so now oh. I have a question. If I'm putting up two, and it's a double win, does that mean a double loss too? Yep. So, so if you put up two, you could go from 26 to 22. Yes. I theoretically could go for, or actually probably will go from 16 to six. <laughs> this makes it fun. I, know, I love it. Okay, so are you ready you know, to do this? Do, you, know, you know the odd thing about this right. is if you did that again next hour, theoretically, if Denise lost this time and lost next time, Fred, without being here, could actually pull into the lead. Could take the lead. That's right. And That's I'm sure what makes it interesting. He'd okay. be excited about that opportunity, yes, too. Yes, yes. He's listening right now going, oh, yes. Yeah, do it. Come Supplies on. My it, phone's not <laughs> blowing up. All right, so here we go. Um, now it's time to play Case and I'm first or No Case. Oh, gosh. All right, I will lay this out to you. This comes under the category of watch what you say. A door greeter and sometimes food service worker at an undisclosed location of a Walmart store was unhappy. First, he was an old guy working at Walmart, so how happy can he be? I mean, let's I don't be know realistic. if it depends on your garments Let's deal with that. That's discriminatory. You'd think I would know something like that. But seriously, people at Walmart called him the old man. And they also called him the old food guy. He said that he didn't like that. He said, people call me the old man at home, but that's okay. They can get away with it at home. But you cannot call me the old man at work. It's against the law. It's age discrimination. And I'm going to sue you and... He decided to do something about it, and so, Todd, I asked Oh, no! (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Well, it's your turn to go first, is it not? And so I ask you, Mr. Kunin, case, <laughs> or an old guy and old food guy. Okay, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to I'm going to answer this specific to the way you laid it out. Okay, I'm going to say yeah, that ahead. it is a case, and he did decide to do something about it. There you go. Okay, but what was the? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Now I got to Oh, great, great, great. Um, I I am going to say that. Oh gosh, here <laughs> five points, ten I points. Should, for I should have known. Put this up like this. <laughs> that it was gonna. Be, okay, 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 okay. I feel like uh, I feel like the guy from Joe Pesci in in uh, Lethal Weapon. He played Leo Getz. Okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got Don't go through the drive-through. Um, so what I'm gonna say here is that this is a case. Okay. Okay. So this is a case. And by the way, if I only get half of it right. You get two and a half points. We'll I'll round you up to three. Uh, and is that double to five? That two. is the double. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, so, you get one, one point. So we'll about, yeah, okay, so I'm going to say five. that this yeah. is a case. Okay. And I'm going to say that cooler heads prevail 
Whatever he threatened to do, cooler heads prevail, and Walmart threw him a bone to appease him. But I don't think that it it was a judicial or court determination that got there. I just think Walmart eventually said, all right, stop calling him the old man. All right, Denise, what say you? Case or no case? Well, you said that it was watch out for what you say. Is mm-hmm. that what you said initially? That was my that was my setup line. Watch Your out set- for what you say. Watch out for what you say. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing that comes to mind is that who said these things? They're actually other employees of Walmart. So would he sue Walmart or would he sue these individuals themselves? And is that type of discrimination one that which Walmart could be liable for uh, um, on behalf of its employees? Because its employees are now working for Walmart. So you're asking as a legal doctrine, is a company responsible for what its employees do or say? Right. And so when you said watch out for what you say, Mm-hmm. I basically said, watch out for who you sue, ah. because perhaps the wrong person was sued. Hmm. So, say that the old man wins. Just to make it fun. Let's make it interesting, huh? Yes, because I'm with that old man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too, frankly. Like I said, how happy can it be? He's a greeter at Walmart. And and now they're, of course, increasing the requirements on greeters at Walmart to where they have to lift 50 pounds and all that stuff. They're trying to phase out the old people. And anyway, Uh, we'll talk more about about that when we come back. We're all fresh out of time. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com.
It's Fred. The attorneys you hear on the panel at RadioLawTalk.com are all licensed to practice law in California. But if you want a lawyer, no matter where you're listening, you can check our website, RadioLawTalk.com. There's a button there that says, Talk to a Lawyer. Press it. It's that easy. And, of course, we thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. Welcome back to Radio Law Talk. Uh, Cal, can you give us a little update on Watch Out for What You Say? Yeah, I'll just summarize here. An old guy in Walmart working as a greeter said that he was unhappy because he was being discriminated against in the workplace by all of his coworkers who called him the old man and the old food guy. He said, yep, people at home call me the old man. That's true. At home, they can get away with it. But in the workplace, that is old age discrimination, and I do not like it. And so I want to do something about it. Denise said case, and the plaintiff won. Yes, I did. Todd said case, and Walmart settled without making it go to trial. Is that? Do I have that summarized correctly? That's pretty good. That's a great guess. Todd, Todd, by the way, put five points on the line. Denise put two points on the line. Yes, that is correct. Okay, so let's first off get the easy part out of the way. Is this a case or not a case? And the answer is... Yes, it is a case. Now, I want to tell everybody out there that Cal tried to fool me. He came in and said, did you put five points at risk, Denise, like he wanted me to lose those five points? No, I just so. wanted to confirm because I, <laughs> I, once I once I know what you said in my score sheet, I write down the inf- record the information. So but I want to make sure I got it right. It freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, so now <laughs> I wanted to get you thinking. Now, Mr. Kunin, you said that the Walmart settled this case. Is that correct? That was your response? Yes, yes. So, something settled to the satisfaction of the plaintiff, but it didn't actually end up going to court. It was... oh, right. So so based upon that... You got, two and a, you got three points. Because you risked five. That's two and a half if you got it half right. You get two and a half points. That's what it all comes down to. Actually. And Denise gets four points. Okay. You know, there's an ethical side of me here. But wait, let me finish. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. The elderly gentleman in question, who was most concerned about old people, was awarded 150,000 pieces of paper with an old man's portrait on it, specifically George Washington. That's right, he got 150,000 dollars wow people calling him the old man at work i gotta go to work for walmart well that's why walmart (laughs) turned to face out the old guys then well actually uh they just don't think they're being walmart's trying to if i understand this correctly i read the release and you know they have all these oh yeah but you know all these flowery reasons but you know people in wheelchairs working as greeters handicapped people i just think walmart says we're not getting any productivity out of those people and we've got to get Everybody there has got to be able to work stock shelves and so on. But they basically have decided, uh, at least, and they haven't changed this policy that I know. This is fairly recent, that they're eliminating most of the old people, the handicapped people, those people that cannot lift 50 pounds and stay on their feet all day. That makes me upset a little bit because that was part of what I really liked going to Walmart. You know, you have to grit your teeth sometimes to go there. What do you mean sometimes? (laughs) <laughs> You've obviously have not been to the Walmart in Willows, California. <laughs> I have not. I will tell you that. The only but thing, I like the greeters. Yeah. The only thing I can say about that policy and why I would agree with that 
is um, I, I wonder how many claims they had filed against them from folks that couldn't lift over 50 pounds. In addition to their greeter duties, they decided to go help somebody out here, you know, help somebody out there. And now you've got a work comp claim because they tried to do something in excess of their ability to lift. Well, I'll tell you, you in know. all candor, I believe that the opposite is true. I believe that most people, for example, if you were a cerebral palsy person and you were in a wheelchair, just as an example, let's say, where else are you going to get a job? That's I think true. most of these people were thankful to have an opportunity to be productive and to collect a paycheck. Yes. Right? And and the people at Greet at Walmart were not just, hi, how are you? They're looking. They're security people. They're alerting they to see if you come in. I mean, they really are, you know, soft security, as they call them. Right. A soft asset. And so the, I just, I was surprised when I saw it because I felt like there's going to be some backlash from this. And there has been. And there should did you, be. Did you call them a soft asset? Yes. Not, not, not a half not a half fast debt, but a half fast debt, but a soft asset. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so let's let's go to the points here because there's an ethical side of me that that. Well, I mean, um, really, you should get zero well, because it was half and half. Well, that's what I that's yeah. what I said is if I get it, because the deal for this one was whatever you put up, you would also lose that amount. So whatever I gained by virtue of putting up five points, I would have lost that because I lost the second half. So really, technically, You're, shouldn't I just stay at sixteen? Yeah. You should, but I'm a nice guy. Okay, but because... Oh, so what did you give him? You gave him five? I gave him three. Three points. Three. Okay. Yeah, so I'm at 19. Yeah, so Todd, okay, cool. Todd is at 19 okay. points, and Good. Denise is at 31. 31. Y- you know what this means, right? It means you're going to I win. should yeah. always try to lose. No. <laughs> yes. I should always go out there and try to lose. Well, that, when I'm ladies a loser, and gentlemen, I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our case or no case, and we will... Have another case next hour on Radio Law Talk. For, for Denise, it's called. Okay, this this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a a pop culture reference, a movie reference. If I said Denise is suffering from the Brewster's Millions effect, oh, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Remember that show, Brewster's Millions? I do. It was uh, Richard Pryor got all this money. And the deal was he had to spend all of the money in a certain amount of time, and if he did, then he got a boatload of money. If he didn't, then he got nothing. And the problem was he couldn't tell anybody. And so his friends all ended up helping him spend the money, but they invested it and he started making money on the investments. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got to be broke by the end of this. So it's the Brewster's Millions. What a great premise. Was that with the two older gentlemen that were like... No, that was... um, Man, see, I'm I'm not so good at this stuff. That was... Oh, that was with Eddie Murphy. That was with Eddie Murphy. Yes. Trading Places. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Um, well, we don't have time to really get into one, do we? I hear the, I hear the music of Fadage. No, I don't think we have time to get um, in, into any case. But you can, you can, case, but we can though. I'm thinking we should talk about the Jesse Smollett case. Let's do that. Case. I think we have um, a lot of things that have happened in publicly in that case. And a lot of people are scratching their heads. Right? And it would be something I'd like you two to be the judges about, because there's a lot of questions I have about this thing, and I want you both to adjudicate this in your mind, because there's so many angles on that, right? I love that idea, Cal. Stay with us and tweet us at Radio Law Talk, or call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. You are listening to Radio Law Talk, and of course you're doing so on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. And if you stay there, we'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical clinic.com to schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler. Service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. USA Radio News with Rick Vincent. Saying he's not kidding around, President Donald Trump tells reporters he may close the southern border with Mexico next week if they don't take action to halt illegal immigration. GOP Congressman Ted Yoho on the Foreign Affairs Committee tells CNN he supports the president. And if we've done everything that we have up to this point, and as Secretary Nielsen has said, it, it's a crisis that, that it's overrun. So we have got to change the strategy, and uh, I think this is the right way to go. The president says it could include all trade with Mexico. British Prime Minister Theresa May suffered her third major defeat Friday on plans to leave the European Union, with lawmakers rejecting it in a 344 to 286 vote. Though smaller than the previous two losses, the vote spells continued uncertainty and turmoil for Britain and Europe. The Prime Minister, who even offered to resign in exchange for lawmakers' support, pleaded in vain with the House of Commons before the vote. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 
Omega 50 Plus will work for you, we'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now, it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. By Christine, great for heart palpitations. By Anne, before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, my cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great, thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with all around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Here are Todd and Denise. I thought I had some music there, but I didn't. Man, I just had a rough break this time. My bad. Hello there. I'm back to the show. And that's why he's always an Emmy, 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 almost, almost an Emmy Award winner, but not there even we go. close that time. Let me play one more bumper just to get us back in the mood. Radio Law Talk. How's that marina sauce going there, Denise? <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, I just did that again at home, and my family laughed. I do not know what it is. Well, I think last last week Fred had one. What was it? Um, I'm trying to remember what it was, but he had one where he said them backwards, and it was just like, it was hilarious, but oh well. I love it when you do that. I do. I love it. Um, I don't like it so much when I do it, but... (laughs) It's gobbledygook. That's what it was. Instead of saying, oh, this gobbledygook, it was, oh, this gobbledygook came here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of gobbledygook, let's talk about Jesse Smollett. Oh, brother. Do you want to set this one up, Todd, and kind of give a background? Sure, sure. So, Jesse Smollett, for those of you that have been living in a cave under a rock or um, on the lost island that continually moves around and just came out, uh, Smollett couple months ago claimed that he was the victim of a hate crime at two o'clock in the morning he decided when he finally got back into chicago after traveling and getting ready to do more shoots for the empire uh tv show that he was a cast member of and still is um he was hungry and decided to go to a 24-hour subway shop to get a sandwich and on his way back said he was attacked by two individuals, one of whom at least was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and that they called, referred to him as Hey Empire, referred to his sexual orientation. He's African-American. He's open. is MAGA country, in reference to Make America Great Again. Obviously, they weren't familiar with Chicago. Which wasn't MAGA country <laughs> in the electorate, but right, right. beside the point. Exactly. And, and they said, he said that they 
roughed him up, hit him, poured an unknown substance that turned out to be bleach on him, and put a rope around his neck that had been tied up to uh, look like a, a noose, a hangman's noose. This was reported. Uh, he was interviewed. A lot of support went out to him. A lot of anti-Make uh, America Great uh, stuff went out uh, white a lot of a lot of uh, anti-racism and also racism uh, kind of rose those divisions rose yes. up to the surface and all of that happened however during the course of the investigation the Chicago Police Department the story didn't quite pan out what he said and at one point it shifted to where Mr. Smollett was no longer viewed as a victim he was now a person of interest and what happened was through video surveillance they were able to identify the two perpetrators who actually happened to be African American acquaintances of Mr. Smollett they were able to determine one of them was a personal trainer of his another was a friend of the personal trainer and who a brother also, a brother yes. who had also been in a couple of episodes of an extra of the show that he was in, and the long and short of it is uh, Mr. Smollett was arrested on one count and then later indicted on 16 counts of uh, false report, fraud, what have you. and Which it, could have been a little bit of overkill. It, it could have been. It could have been. I but mean, that's a lot of counts. That, that is. And, you know, he was arraigned. He posted, the the bail was set at a $100,000, of which he had to come up with ten, And he was released on bond. And He was suspended from his Empire show. He was. They wrote him out of the final two episodes, although that wasn't a court, a judicial determination. That's just what the... Creative, the, yeah. Yeah, creative. That's a social consequence. And the yes. ratings are way down on the show, by the way. There's a big boycott to uh, the show movement, yes. and the ratings are way down. Which is yeah. a darn shame for everybody else that was on the show. Well, but, it is. You know, that's what happens. They're but, all part of a team, right? But here yes. is what happened recently that just took everything, caught everybody out of left field. The case was not supposed to be back on calendar, back before the judge, until um, sometime in April based upon the last court appearance first. However, an emergency court appearance was called. No prior notice was given to the mayor's office or the police department as to why this emergency court appearance was called. The state attorney who was prosecuting it showed up and dropped all of the charges against Mr. Smollett. Right. His only consequence is he... he uh, loses the ten thousand yes. dollars he paid on the bond, and he is going to have to do community service which hours. Which they claimed he already did. Which the, yes, they said he had already done the community service hours, and so they're saying that what he had already done was tantamount to what they normally, what they said was tantamount to what they normally would have required in a situation like this that I don't necessarily agree with, and that because that had occurred, um, it was justified in dropping the suit. This wasn't even a typical deferred entry of judgment where somebody enters a plea, does the requirements, and then comes back and withdraws the plea. It was just a determination. Now, a couple of anomalies here. After this happened, Smollett and his attorneys went public saying, the truth prevailed. See, I told you, I stuck to our guns. This never happened. It, we were completely innocent, and this is just... However, the prosecutor has said... And the mayor. And the mayor, but, but specifically no, the prosecutor... the prosecutor that dismissed the charges oh, says, oh, 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 right. has, has said, oh, I think he's... Uh, 
basically, I think he's guilty of sin. I think he absolutely did this, but this was an appropriate outcome. So the prosecutor's not exonerating him, although the prosecutor allowed him to follow a course of action which on paper looks like he was completely exonerated. That's right, and he also threatened to sue. He did. That's that's the other part of this that kind of makes me... My boil. blood Makes boil. boil a exactly, because yeah. yeah. I thought, you know what? Shut your mouth Man here. Up. You just dodged a bullet. Because honestly, all of the parties in this, the alleged victim and the alleged perpetrators, um, they're all co-conspirators, guys. Yes, they are. And so, you know, we're looking at there being problems for everybody. And you know, I, I just, I, I, it makes me upset that he now, took that. Here's position. another issue, and yes. I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is that within the court system. All records of this case have been expunged. Yes. 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 And that was... It's as if it never shocking. happened. That was shocking to the clerk. Yeah. Now, now... Yes. <laughs> and this is interesting because I remember when I was a DA, you'd always get people that kind of joke around and say, uh, you know, somebody comes in, are you the DA in the case? Yeah. How much would it cost to have you lose my file? Ha, ha, ha. As if that would go away. Well, no. If you're For your case to go away, the DA's got to lose your file. You have to lose your file. The police have to lose their file in their database of the arrest. And the court has to lose their file. All that stuff has to happen. Well, all that stuff, with the exception of the police department, who made their report public, that is happening. It did happen, yeah. Which is which is shocking. Now, yeah, these aren't allegations, folks. These are like, this is yeah. the facts as it played out. Now, he's not out of the woods. I mean, so you had this, this incident that happened. What often gets overlooked is about a week prior to this incident, an anonymous letter was sent to the producers of the Empire Show threatening Mr. Smollett. And it was one of those where somebody had cut out uh, letters from a, uh, a magazine and a cut and paste kind of a paste job. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that was sent to uh, that was sent to him. Well, that case has been referred to the FBI because that's a federal offense to send a threatening offense like that. That is still being investigated by the FBI. It's two different crimes, actually. It's mail fraud because yes. if it was done by Smollett himself, that's fraud, which they believe it may have been. Exactly, and the other one is a crime, also. It's just threatening, criminal threats. Okay. okay. So, so that has been referred to the FBI. Also, given the, let's just call it the hinky nature in which this case was dismissed. The gobbledygook. The gobbledygook. The gobbledygook. <laughs> given all of that, the circumstances surrounding this dismissal are also now being investigated by the FBI under a possible judicial corruption standard. But that is also being investigated by the FBI based upon that. Um, Now, I know, Cal, you said you you had like a judge-jury question. I want you to be the judge. Yes. Mayor Rahm Emanuel has alleged that he's going to charge Mr. Smollett one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for the cost of the investigation. So now you're the judge. The charges have been dismissed. The record has literally been expunged. When we come back, I want you to tell me if you were a judge in this case, based on what you know, how you would rule on that. I, uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, we got uh, we got half about thirty seconds. I, 30 I can seconds. I can already tell you that my gut reaction here is. He may not be, he wouldn't be able to get it as criminal restitution. However, criminal restitution and restitution on a a separate and distinct civil action are two separate and distinct things. And 
I, I think he's. I think his threat was civil. Uh, that's yes, my understanding. That's yes. my understanding too. And, and in order for him to get that, he's going to have to file a case against him. He can't just say you owe it to us. But I, I think that there's that that definitely has legs. Well, stay with us because I have a different idea. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to Radio Law. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or Denise Dirks, as it may be today. Yes. All right. We were talking about the Smollett um, case and the circumstances arising out of um, the allegations in the Smollett case, and then the actual factual things that have occurred recently, including but not limited to the fact that all the state charges were dropped as against him. Yes. And, and Cal, Cal had his, he wanted us to play judge. And... And now, you be the judge. (laughs) (laughs) So the question is, Mayor Rahm Emanuel from Chicago has decided that he wants to pursue the investigative costs into this claim that was dismissed against Jesse Smollett. Uh, He has two options, doing so criminally and doing so civilly. Apparently, he has decided to take the civil route. And Denise Dirks, your honor... I'm Mayor Emanuel. I'm presenting a case. Please, Your Honor, let the city of Chicago at least have some dignity in this travesty of justice. <laughs> okay, so I think it's fairly easy to prove damages um, in this case. So if the mayor uh, did sue Smollett for recovery, I think he would also have to include the other two co-conspirators. I believe that. Um, and there, and I don't know what Illinois law is. I don't know whether or not they can be jointly and severably liable where they're all uh, together liable for all of it, or if they're going to actually could partition out the liability on all of them. But the, the who started the investigation and caused it to be... Um, so who called 911, Yes, in other exactly. Words. Yeah, that okay. would be Smollett. So clearly I think he's by far should be more liable. And so I the judge would, is not going to ask, well, isn't it true the charges against the client were dismissed? Well, well t- I'll t- tell you what, tell you what, because Denise and I were talking about this. I will... Not that I necessarily agree with it. I want to say this, but I will play the part of Smollett's attorney arguing okay, good. why damages should not be sought. So Excellent. go ahead. So why, don't do, Denise, why don't we yeah. do this? Denise, you go ahead and say why they should and, and all of the evidence why it should okay. happen. All right. And then I'll, take, I'll play the part of the opposing and say why um, damages should not be sought in this case. So Perfect. let's go ahead. Okay. All right. all right. So it's upside of $130,000. This is a big chunk of change. Yep. And they reacted fairly quickly and fairly strongly to start an investigation because the the allegations were so heinous. I mean, if you're putting a noose around an African-American's neck and leaving him in that shape, that says a lot. That's super, super, super. And it was also very public. It was a very public thing involving a relatively high, I mean, it wasn't super well, high-profile guy, but a fairly high-profile actor. Right, and because it is a high-profile actor, of course the police are going to jump in right away and really try to, to, to do justice in the case. And this is exactly the type of situation where the police don't have a say to what the district attorney does or the state prosecutor does. They get to do the case and do the investigation, and they pay out through the nose for that, but they don't always 
always get to decide if the case is going to go to fruition. And when you say payout, meaning they invest time and human capital and everything that they do in investigating the case, paperwork, reports, everything. Right? Everything. They also have to subpoena things, so they have to pay costs of different things. They they have to they should get warrants issued, and they have to, you know, there's a lot of things that includes other kind of costs that are third-party type video. costs. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah. the civil case is warranted here, and um, the mayor is in my opinion, justifiably angry about this because it tarnishes his city and um, the mayor deserves to get the cost back and we need to make a point of this so that there aren't false claims being made in the future. So we need to get this publicly out there. Okay, that's Denise's argument. Okay. Mr. Kunin, what is your re- rebuttal? So that? the rebuttal would be um, several fold. I'm going to start out with... What does an individual who is actually found guilty of the charged offense have to pay? They have to pay a fine. Sometimes they have to pay statutorily set restitution that in most cases is usually capped at $10,000. And that is a restitution amount. And criminal cases have within it the seeking of restitution very rarely, if ever, is a criminal defendant who is found guilty of the offense the offense tagged with paying for the entire cost of the investigation and restitution. That, that's a taxpayer function. It's what you're hired to do. Um, a lot of the man hours or person hours spent are hours that, I mean, it's not like they had to bring in separate people in most cases that they would not have otherwise having to be paid to They're do already their job. on the clock. They're already on the clock. So yeah. that is one. The first is, is you are deviating here to try to stick it to a guy who had the case dismissed, seeking restitution above and beyond what you would have sought against somebody who was actually convicted of the charged defense. That's one. Two. Uh, the, let, me, let me get the response sure. from Denise. Is it true then that you're charging that this was a fraudulent act on the part of, uh, of Mr. Smollett and his crew and therefore steps outside the normal purview of a regular defendant somehow? Yes. Um, uh, even though he's already forfeited the $10,000, that's a criminal matter. I'm pursuing him civilly, and that's a different issue. We have different damages when we have civil uh, rights. And in this particular case, not only did he make faults our representations that he also got unjust enrichment because he got publicity out of it. He was thinking he's going to just you know enrich his career i mean there, there was a lot of things he did so the damages are directly as against the city because we have paid $130,000 for this investigation it should have been right away if he had been honest with us we would not have done that investigation so he, he has Kiernan. to pay okay so the response i have to that is um it's very rare for any city to prove or to show that they have ever gone after anyone who's been acquitted for damages after the fact. This would appear to be a discriminatory um, case filed by the city. The second thing is that because it was a felony case that was dismissed, a felony case can be dismissed and always gets is allowed to be refiled. They get more than one bite at the apple. Two bites at the apple. You can dismiss a felony case and redo it. You can only get one bite at the apple with a misdemeanor case. And because there's still the possibility, theoretically, of refiling of charges, you're putting my client in a position where still anything he says can be used against him in terms of a defense. But I want to go to a different aspect here, and this deals with the issue of agency. Okay? Now, Admittedly, 
the police department cannot make decisions for what the prosecutor's office does or does not do. However, the prosecutor's office is still an agent for the state of Illinois and arguably a state, an agent for the city of Chicago to the extent that they have been charged with prosecuting cases that occur within that jurisdiction. When this case was dismissed... The $10,000 that had been put up for bond was agreed by the prosecutor to be the restitution amount because it was stated that that would go to the city. So you invested this prosecutor with agency. You might not like the way the prosecutor handled this, but the prosecutor was the one that had the authority to speak on behalf of the city and of the state to resolve a case and to accept an amount that would satisfy restitution damages. Well, the 10000 was a fine and not restitution, but otherwise, I think, Mr. Cuden, you make a valid point. Denise? So you told me I was the judge, right? Yeah. Of course, I could say Denise wins and make it easy, but I don't <laughs> think I do, to be honest. I think that if I was a judge in here, I would say, look, the mayor is of the city. The city didn't necessarily put out all the money. This was a state prosecution. State should have been plaintiff. Mayor loses. But also, don't you think the state should have talked to the city before they dropped the charge? Don't you? I mean, this whole thing no, has a certain they shady. Have to. They don't I, have to. I'll but tell you, I in a high-profile case. Like let, let me tell you, as a prosecutor. Yeah, okay. Tell me. Um, if I if I knew that the police had investigated a case, and then as a prosecutor made a a settlement determination, especially a determination to resolve a case, to dismiss a case without talking to law enforcement. High-profile case, by the way. I mean, the it's not worth the infighting between the agencies to do that. Um, and I learned early on that. Let's say we get to a preliminary hearing, and I got my witness sitting out there, and I go to and I and I and I reach an agreement with the defendant to resolve the case. If I resolve the case and then go out and talk to the cop, he's going to get ticked off that I didn't talk to him and he wasted his morning getting here. If I took the extra step of going to the cop and saying, hey, this guy will plead for a year in custody and all this and this, you get to go home, I know you were graves. Now he's happy and we still resolve the case. I just changed the order. It was bad news for the cops to have to learn about this through the media. They should have been given heads up. I totally agree with you. I mean, they are partners in this. Yes. And stay with us. We'll be back for hour number three. Todd will be the host that hour, and I'll be sitting back in my usual position as (laughs) co-host. And we've got another case or no case and much more coming up on Radio Law Talk right here. Hour Hour two is in the books. Hour three coming up. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.